Welcome to Happy Hour with Mystic Chick, a podcast about anything and everything metaphysical and beyond. From disembodied spirits to manifesting a lover, we've got you covered. Virgo Lass and I live stream on Podbean every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And let me tell you, things can get a little crazy. Anything can happen, including spontaneous tarot readings. For the latest info on upcoming episodes, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Chick underscore Mystic and Virgo Lass at Lass Virgo. And if you want to schedule a tarot reading with me, DM me on Twitter or email me at mysticguide13 at yahoo.com. Stay mystical, my friends. Hello, everyone. Mystic Chick here. It's about time to grab that box of Franzia wine, a twist-off Coors Light, or a Bartles and James wine cooler, and get settled in to a big, puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. So, are you interested in witchcraft but are not sure where to start? Are you a practicing witch who doesn't always have the time for ornate rituals? We'll share some great witchcraft hacks so nothing can stop you from working your magic. And on that note, how are you today, Virgo Lass? I'll just say, I'm here, I'm here, I promise. (laughs) You know, you're just a disembodied voice, right? With a little tiny, tiny face. (laughs) Now, I don't know if you like paid attention to the alcohol selections. I, I, was, I did not. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty much anything and everything just kind of really, really lazy and easy. And OK, shout out to Sasha Bear. Hi, Sasha Bear. If anybody can hear that. Oh, is that her grumbling in the back? <laughs> Wookie noise. And oh. she did eat dinner. I don't know what her deal is. She... I'm really hoping somebody rescues me. (laughs) So anyways, very easy alcohol tonight. Nothing you have to work at. We've got boxed wine, twist off caps of beer, and the Bartles and James I just kind of threw in because why the heck not? (laughs) Yeah, I'm literally just drinking gin over ice. That's actually the other thing I was going to add was, well, I was going to say vodka on the rocks, but basically any type of hard alcohol on the rocks, anything very simple, you don't have to think, you just can drink it and go on with your life. Exactly. Just pull it out of the refrigerator, pour it in a glass, or don't. We're not here to judge. (laughs) (laughs) They stare at me like I'll be someplace and I'll be like, you know trying to order something and they'll be like what do you want and i'll be like i just want like some wine just a bottle of wine and just leave it in the paper bag i'm just good (laughs) that's how i like it (laughs) and they're like oh but what kind of wine and you're like red (laughs) (laughs) just something to take me away from this hole in my soul take me away (laughs) all right so Lazy witchcraft. And it was interesting because we, this isn't 
there's no judgment. And Lazy was probably, I know you had some qualifiers on that on Twitter, and I can't remember exactly how you phrased it. It was like, lazy, low-key, every day. <laughs> and every in day, a pinch. Sort of, yeah, exactly. In a pinch. In a pinch yes, works, too. I think that, you know, it's just like anything in life. Like, you know, if there's a way to make brownies and you really are fiending for brownies, but you're out of one particular ingredient, can you sub in applesauce for the oil? Why the heck not? Like, that's kind of what we're going for with this. Right. And also, I mean, it is good to like really do your research if you want to get into this and know what you're doing. But on the other hand, too, like when you're first like wading in, sometimes like just doing the easy stuff is like a good way to break the ice. (laughs) So I was kind of like considering this almost a least you need to know kind of episode to like just get you started with practicing witchcraft kind of. What's the word I'm looking for? There's like a turnkey situation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and maybe I, I maybe I've overstepped by saying that I don't seriously Sasha you're harshing my mellow <laughs> where's my tree <laughs> <laughs> so there were a couple of things that I wanted to cover before we like jumped into we have so many like fun things to talk about tonight I'm right. so psyched yeah this is gonna be a fun episode you guys <laughs> <laughs> all you cool cats and kittens <laughs> Meow. <laughs> or is it a rare? <laughs> um, that's uh kittens are a different episode, actually. <laughs> but I wanted to start out by kind of defining like what is witchcraft for people who don't, you know, who are kind of looking to get into it, but they're like, I don't even know what it technically is. And I, you know, not as a practicing witch, I dabble in a lot of things. I'm a dabbler. You're a witch. So this is kind of more a Q&A session. <laughs> uh, but I, as a dabbler, was like, how do you operationally define, because I'm also an industrial psychologist, and the industrial psychologists live to operationally define things. <laughs> how do you operationally define witchcraft? And it was kind of harder to define than I expected. It can be a little hard to define, and also because even among practicing witches, it means so many different things. That's why sometimes when people like wade into this, and I did the same thing, like you're like, but basically, like what I'm trying to say is that, like, yeah, there's just like so many different flavors of this. And, like, there are some witches who, like, work with deities, and they work with demons, and they work with, you know, like, they have spirit guides and stuff like that. And But there's also atheist witches. And so, I mean, basically, I would say at the very core of it is that witchcraft is about moving the energy that exists in the world to an intention. Like, I would say that even if you aren't really into ghosts... The thing about witchcraft is that you believe that everything has energy to it or everything has a spirit, you know, like your phone has a spirit to it. I mean, you're probably right now thinking, no, it's an inanimate object. It's just full of like, you know, wires and electronics. Oh, but no, I, mean, I know my phone knows things. Yeah, exactly. Your phone knows things. And think <laughs> about like that panic you get when it's not in your hand for a second. <laughs> like, you have a relationship with that thing. <laughs> don't tell me you don't. And... 
that's the thing is that it's, it sounds like it's so complicated, but it's really just kind of going back to how you felt about things when you were a kid. Like, you know, I mean, the trees, the trees talk to you. The leaves were your friends. You made friends with the rocks and you were always bringing them home. Like, you know, like if you had a garden, you would just like spend hours just talking to the flowers in the garden. Like maybe you were an extrovert kid and you had lots of friends and so you didn't have to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> But even like if you're an extrovert, extrovert, you're always playing pretend. And it felt real to you like in the moment. So it's just kind of like going back to like your roots when you were a kid and you knew that everything around you was alive and you could tap into it and you could make friends with it. There you go. That is a wonderful thing. I And it, actually, that's in line with Wikipedia's... <laughs> Me and which, Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Witchcraft, according to Wikipedia, is the practice of what the practitioner believes to be magical skills and abilities, such as using spells, incantations, and magical rituals. Witchcraft is a broad term that varies culturally and societally say that five times fast and can be difficult to define with precision which is exactly what we were talking about but also like i've seen definitions about witchcraft being the practice of magic especially black magic and the use of spells i'm like that's kind of harsh like i don't think we we go right to black magic here yeah i know right <laughs> i mean and and also i also just want to throw it out there like uh, i i know that little nas x like put out a video and everybody's talking about satan right now but, which satan? is <laughs> satan <laughs> Witches and witches are not Satanists. I mean, I know that the symbol can look a little similar, but the pentagram, like that, usually has like the um, two points up, like the devil horns. Well, the okay, the pentacle, yeah. it looks like a person standing with their arms open. <laughs> the pen, I mean, the the pentagram was kind of like you know stolen from the goddess culture of oh, the God, pentacle. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it was just like, of course, you know, let's just, just, yeah. <laughs> no words. <laughs> and, but like getting back to that really quickly, like I just also want to stress like, okay, so Satanists also don't believe in Satan. I mean, sometimes when you first hear that, like that's what? kind of a hard, oh, oh, wait, you didn't know that? I don't know anything. I mean, like, I, I am like, I got nothing. <laughs> Tell me about okay. Satanists. Satanists, I, I, I feel like the best way to explain Satanists is that they are spooky atheists. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, and okay, I always thought that Lucifer got a bad rap because his name means light bringer. Like, yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of things about the Bible that get kind of like lost. His in only crime was loving too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, you know. So yeah. I think that he was pretty wise in his own way. <laughs> now that's gonna people are gonna be like, okay, Mystic Chicks a Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't define myself that way, but yeah. well, again, it's like okay, and like I was saying, there are some witches who um, they worship deities and they work with deities and their practices and their spirit guides and everything. And sometimes that's a thing that you should just let come to you eventually. Like just like just start working with like just the elements. And then take it from there. And then maybe all of a sudden, like, um, say, Hecate will come down and be like, okay, you're my bitch now. 
<laughs> and then you'll and then you will develop a working relationship with Hecate. That hasn't happened to me. I consider myself maybe more of like an elemental witch. I work more with, you know, air, earth, fire, and water. Um, invoke those. Those have an energy to them and is what all life is made out of. And so you invoke those and that helps to provide you a certain layer of protection and also basically take the energy and move it towards what you want to manifest. Okay, so this is going to be interesting. We are going to simplify it, we promise. So touching on, first of all, defining what witchcraft is, which it kind of does vary a lot. It is kind of, and I think Wikipedia, I can't remember, I read a couple definitions, but basically said it is kind of hard to define sometimes. And I think it partially is because there are at least according to this list, nine types of witchcraft. And this is actually taken from uh, Sarah seraphonmp.com. I'll see if I can link this in the show page later, but uh, it's called Nine Types of Witchcraft, The Many Winding Paths. And so when I read these aloud, maybe you can let me know, uh, Virgo Last, like kind of where you fit in this list, because it seems like, yeah, there's a lot here. And so it would be kind of hard to, to put all these in one kind of cauldron, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so the first one is traditional witchcraft. And bubble, it's bubble, toil and trouble. <laughs> essentially the practice of witchcraft. So it's not necessarily linked with any particular spiritual system. And uh, traditional witchcraft is just kind of casting spells or holding rituals uh, traditional witches may or may not weave other spiritual sim systems into their practice. So, yeah, it's basically just kind of the quintessential, I guess, witch, uh, if you don't have any leanings. <laughs> exactly. You're All a basic right. witch. <laughs> basic, basic witch. Secondly, number two on the list of nine, Wiccan witchcraft. Wiccan witchcraft. Are you so? Are you in this camp? Yay, nay. No, that's that's a firm nay. Like okay, okay so I, I and uh, we've talked about this, like you know, like um, offline before. But Wicca is really its own thing. Wicca is actually a full-on religion. That's like a religion where you can go to a church. You can have a coven, you can't, I mean, not like any other witches can't have a coven, but this is a Wicca coven, so it's official. <laughs> and that is more about like the Wiccan read, you know, like, and harm none, do what you will. Um, the rule of three, whatever you do will come back to you threefold. That's not a blanket thing for all witches. That is what specifically Wiccans believe in. It is a nationally recognized religion. Like, if you can join the army and say that you need specific holidays off because you are practicing Wiccan. Yes, it is a spiritual system. It emerged in the 1900s. And it says, though Wicca and witchcraft often get confused as the same, they are actually unique. A simple way to keep things clear is by keeping in mind that not all Wiccans are witches and not all witches are Wiccans. So Wiccan witchcraft emerges where Wiccans, individuals who follow Wiccan teachings and Wiccan spirituality also incorporate witchcraft into their practice. So the witchcraft is kind of an element of the Wiccan religion right. or spiritual system, as you will. 
Okay. So you are firmly not a Wiccan. So number three, green witchcraft. Green witchcraft is at its roots an earth-based approach to witchcraft and spirituality. Oh man, I wish. <laughs> Why do you wish? Are you because you're trying to play with the plants? Yeah, because I'm so bad at growing things. But like <laughs> no, like I mean, I I I love things that grow. I mean, I love flowers. Um, I'm I, I feel like because I'm I'm half Irish, half Italian. I feel like my Irish side, there must be some sort of like Druid bloodline in there somewhere because... Oh my God, you think? <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> but, but yeah, no, because I've always been very, very attached to trees. Like I can reach out, touch a pine tree and feel the energy from it. But I'm shit at growing things. Like, I'm sorry if this is not safe for work now because I just swore. I'm sorry there are children listening. I take it back. But, like, I'm really, really bad at growing things. Like, I just am. Maybe I just need more practice. But that's where I'm at. (laughs) All right. So uh, some different elements which green witches might weave into their practice include plant magic, plant lore, and tree lore alongside connecting with nature and natural realms through outdoor meditations or meditative walks. And I actually might border, I, I, th- I feel like I'm in like several of these camps, like um, green witchcraft, especially for the trees. Um, I have a huge connection with different trees. And I just like, I have a lot of gardens outside. And now my indoor planting is just another animal. I don't even want to talk about that right now. <laughs> we're we're uh, not even discussing it. <laughs> outdoors, though, I, I, I'm pretty darn good. I, I consider that a win. But And I also do like a lot of outdoor meditation things. Uh, but essentially, it says that it's the process of connecting with nature the, and the magical and spiritual aspects and weaving these throughout your practice by spending time outdoors, caring for plants, spell crafting with a focus on herbs. So, and I'm not like hugely herby, but I think you're, you kind of do some of that though. You're, you're herby, aren't you? <laughs> well, in my early twenties, I actually worked at an apothecary. Um, shout out Merz Apothecary, www.smallflower.com for all of your herbal needs. <laughs> <laughs> But I did I did learn a lot about herbal medicine there. And um, we sold teas where they were like a combination of herbs, like, you know, going back from to like the 1800s, like really, really old German recipes. So that was really cool. So I mean, I do know I do know a lot just from like my experiences there. Well, then, you and, know. And, and also, I'm an aesthetician. So that is, that that's kind of a big part of the practice, too, because so much of the ingredients in skincare are plant-based. And I wonder, like, I don't know if, like, how much this is heatedly debated, if you can, if you can be different types of witches at once, or if you have to pick one. You can. I know. It's actually, you can be an eclectic witch. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're going to get to that. <laughs> Okay, it's on the list. It's at the bottom of the list. Right. <laughs> You're kind of Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. All right. So number four, kitchen witchcraft. Kitchen witchcraft then centers spiritual practice around the kitchen. This is where I fall apart. So I'm probably not a kitchen witch. It is very often that green kitchen and hearth witchery will intertwine and dance together. I know. I, I wish I was a kitchen witch. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I cook, I bake, but I do not infuse any magic into it. I just want to get it done <laughs> and then go drink somewhere. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> so, but if you, if your way to infuse magic is by baking, cooking, or using kind of dried herbs, then the kitchen witchery may be for you. Yeah, like if you're really into baking and cooking, then yeah, I mean, you can like research like what every ingredient means. Um, and we'll get into like very, very simple ways to incorporate kitchen witchery into your daily life without actually having to bake anything. <laughs> and that's my speed. All right. <laughs> Number five, hearth witchcraft. Hearth witchcraft has a central focus on the hearth of the home. Traditionally, it was a fireplace where you would have cooked and gathered around for warmth when the cooler temperatures arrived. So now it's stoves, ovens, and other modern heating devices. Yeah, I kind of wonder Hello, how Bowie. that's... Hey, Bowie. Yeah, Virgo lad just got home. And so, <laughs> so Bowie is harassing him right now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm not entirely certain what the difference is between a hearth witch and a kitchen witch, but maybe that's just because of the whole oven thing. Like, probably back in the day, if you had a hearth, then it was very different from the kitchen, which you baked in. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling like they're reaching here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, unless you're like you've got a fire pit and you totally do like okay, and I oh, I'm a I've fire had, pit witch. I'm yeah, not like I, no. I would love to be. <laughs> well, I've had some friends who were kind of more like kind of sham shamanic, I guess. Mm -hmm. That definitely like their way of casting spells was through fire. So, I mean, if that's kind of the focus, then I guess I'd. Oh say yeah, that. I have a friend actually who does fire scrying, which is really cool. That actually would be pretty cool. So do you throw something into the fire and then watch like what kinds of patterns the sparks make or? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, what the flames are telling you. Nice. Because <laughs> fire is like very alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a step beyond like candle magic. Sorry, I'm getting hot. Just thinking right, about it. Why am I right? going to turn on my fire? God. <laughs> open up all your chakras. <laughs> <laughs> Darn open chakras. All right. Uh, that's another episode. We're actually, um, I have one on the, uh, the the plans for doing a tantric one coming up. Ooh. And we're gonna, probably going to do several because I'd like to um, talk to some people, again, who specialize in tantra, but I'd also kind of like to delve into tantra on our end. And just kind of like my own experiences and, and just different things like that. But yeah, I am just a hot mess today. All right, next one, hedge witchcraft. <laughs> I feel like you fall into the hedge witch camp. You Okay, what the? Okay, I'm going to read it because I'm like, what? Hedge witchcraft sounds a bit like green witchcraft considering that a hedge is also shrub. Oh, I do love a good shrubbery. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not the same. So, though a hedge is a shrubbery, it's also a reference to the veil between our world and the other world. Hedge witchery, then, is the practice of otherworldly magic. Girl, that's you. Oh, that is me. I like this. Okay, so it says, the practice of otherworldly magic then unfolds and is very particular to the hedge witch themselves. Some might find they are most closely focused on intuitive meditations, while others might connect with spirit guides or... Okay, that's yep. so yep. me. That's you. <laughs> I found my spot. Okay, yep. so and Sekhmet, she is a uh, an Egyptian goddess. She's kind of a warrior goddess, and I actually heard her name whispered to me like twenty plus years ago now. 
And I had no idea who that even was. And I had to like look her up. It was like this foreign just voice in my head that just like whispered Sekhmet. And that was it. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? So I'm like running to like look it up. And yeah, she's been my, like, that's my go-to goddess. Anytime I need help, like she is, she's got my back. So oh, nice. See, <gasps> I, I, I have an affinity for the gods and goddesses, but I don't worship them. I am kind of still just clinging on to being secular and kind of like no gods, no masters. I could but I mean, yeah. but yeah, but I mean, I think that like, if um, I was going to work with anyone, it would probably be best the cat oh, goddess. she's awesome too. Yeah, yeah. the cat yeah. goddess, and because uh, it's just stoking the flames of be- me being a uh, crazy cat lady. <laughs> okay, so I don't know. This is a Chicago thing. So, but if anybody does travel to Chicago or has been to Chicago and has gone to the Field Museum, there is an Egyptian kind of area in the Field Museum. And there happens to be this little alcove in the Egyptian section with this whole kind of like altered abyss or bastet, if you will. I don't know if we, if, are they kind of the same thing? Is it yeah. like, okay. I've always referred to her as bastet myself. I don't know why, but. Um, I, mean, like, I, I just call her bast. We're close like that. <laughs> it's like babs. <laughs> Uh, but like there's this little alcove and you can sit there and, and the energy off of this Bastet statue, I can't remember how old it is, but oh my God, if you need an infusion of energy, like you can meditate in this little alcove and it's like your private little spot with this awesome, awesome energy. <sighs> oh, it's I want to go now. I know. <laughs> It is amazing. Like, seriously. And I actually went when uh, uh, King Tut was there. Oh, my God. What was that like for you? (laughs) That was so incredible. And they were having problems uh, getting it set up, actually, because it kept like they kept having issues with the power and everything. And there were like all these stories about it at the time, but it was just like, you could feel, it was like a buzz, like this electric buzz off of him. Like, oh, I love that. <laughs> love energy work. All right. So the next one then is water witchcraft. Yeah. So kind of like a sea witch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So mermaids fall in this area, don't they? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with it. Um, So anyways, uh, though it's just one of the elements that gets a special mention because there are many witches who focus primarily on water. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could call it water because not everybody lives by an ocean. So, I mean, but yeah, like somebody who lives by an ocean is probably on the beach all the time, like, you know, getting all of their energy through seashells, just like, you know, just in those waves all the time. But I mean, like I live by a lake. So (laughs) I, I like to I like to go and walk by the lake and meditate and things like that. So, and you know, well, sometimes you, people like, you know, yeah, and people like you have like, you know, a creek or a stream or whatever. So, yes. yeah, like, so general water, like general running, water. like water, water, wherever it is that you live, like whatever source is in your vicinity. Yes. Ocean, seas, rivers, ponds, or lakes, whatever your particular body of water, then yes, embrace it. It should be noted, though, that you don't need to live near a body of water to practice sea witchcraft or water witchcraft. It's uh, 
close the close proximity to the magic of these watery realms and a witchcraft practice often flow together very well. So that's kind of you don't have to live by the water to be a practicing water witch. Right, right. You can yeah. still be a mermaid even if you live in <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> True that. <laughs> All right. So the last one, which I'm is this kind of where you're defining yourself eclectic? I mean, I would say that I would call myself like um more elemental, but yeah, probably eclectic because eclectic is where you just kind of like if you don't feel like you fit into a certain box, you can just take a little bit from here and a little bit from there and a little bit from there and just put it all together. So it's kind of like the buffet style of witchcraft. Yes. Witchcraft <laughs> buffet. buffet. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's the thing is that like, I mean, that's why I'm not a Wiccan or anything like that is that like if I wanted organized religion, I would have stayed Catholic. Well, and that was kind of my thing with even the Unitarian Church. It was like, well, but it's not a, you know, it's it's not the same type of church. It's new agey. It's this and that. I'm like, but it's still church. Yeah, it's still church. <laughs> what do we, you know, okay. Now, granted, they have a lot of great drum circles there. <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> but I just couldn't, like, bring myself, because I, am I that commitment phobic that I can't handle, like, any sort of, the closest I get is going to the Buddhist temple because they do have kind of a formula every, you know, but it really depends on whether you go during the week or on a weekend, like a Saturday, they have, it's more structured on a Saturday. And I actually appreciate all the different ways they do it, but there is something kind of comforting in the pomp and circumstance sometimes of, of certain things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, even like a really hardened atheist sometimes can find comfort in ritual. <laughs> All right. So we've covered kind of like what witchcraft is, sort of, <laughs> and the types of witchcraft, which there are many. <laughs> yes. So now we're going to kind of talk for a couple minutes about common tools before we... <laughs> Bowie, before we give our tri tricks and tips and hacks. Uh, so, and you can kind of weigh in as to like what you think is kind of necessary and what you personally use, but these are the common tools. So the first one, and I'm kind of, I weirdly alphabetized them. I don't know why. Um, and I'm pronouncing this probably wrong. A theme. I think you got it right. All right. Um, but it's also, it could be a sword, but it's usually a dull blade unless somebody's feeling particularly kind of <laughs> in the mood for something sharper uh, that can't be used for physical damage. And it contains the power of separation, casting circles, cutting binds, etc. So it's a symbolic sword. Exactly. Basically, you can kind of take it and, you know, when you're getting ready to do more heavy spell work than what we're talking about right here and, you know, like casting your circle, then you can use your theme to guide the energy. Okay, so this is kind of what I'm wondering, because I actually there are some of this kind of borders on some of the Buddhist practices, actually, but I have a demon dagger that's called Ooh. like a furpa. And um, it's supposed to, like, symbolically, like, slay demons. I'm trying to see if I can pull up what it's called. But 
I mean, and that's exactly what, like, you know, casting that circle is for, is to protect you from, like, outside spirits. Yes. Like, anyone who's going to mess with you. <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I'm, like, not finding it now. I'm, like, we might have to circle back to that. We'll oh, Furba. It, it's Furba. I think I just pronounced it wrong. But it's a three-sided peg, stake, knife, or nail-like ritual implement traditionally associated with Indo-Tibetan Buddhism and Indian Vedic traditions. And it's associated with the practice of Yidam or meditational deity, uh, ooh, Vajra Kila. And, okay, the blade of the Furba is used for the destruction of demonic powers. And the top end of the Furba is used by the Tantricas for blessings. So, yeah, it's actually pretty cool, but I think that it could probably fall in this category. Yeah. Yeah, no, I right. I feel like that's, I mean, because these things overlap so much. Like, I mean, that's the thing about, like, witchcraft, too, is that it's such a mishmash of different cultures and different religions and, like, different practices. And so sometimes that's what gets, can, can be kind of confusing for certain people. Okay, I've heard that right now, like, on the TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> the younger folk... They're very confused over what is a closed practice and what is not. So, I mean, it's good that we're all trying to be woke. It's good that we're all trying to be, like, mindful of, like, cultures that have been colonized and everything. And, yes, there are closed cultures. The way that you can tell the difference between that and just, like, um, and just, like, you know, more garden variety spirituality is like, do you have to be initiated into this? And has that entire culture said, please stop bothering us? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get, I think that a good, um, like a good um, kind of example of this is Native Americans. I mean, because... You know, oh, like, uh, yeah. new agey white people yeah. got really Demonic. into wearing, like, feather headdresses and be taking ayahuasca and trying to be shamans and shit. Mm. And it's not a good look. No. And also with, like, I mean, burning sage to clear out spirits is, like, just kind of like one of those fundamental baby steps that, like, you probably even bought a kit at Barnes Noble in the 90s or something like that. And I guess that, like, white sage right now is starting to become, like, an endangered crop. Like, um, they can't keep up with the demand anymore. And, like... People who are actually Native American actually need it for their smudging ceremonies. So they're like, okay, everybody, please, please, can you stop, like, smoke cleansing with this? Also, please stop calling it smudging because that's not what that is. Like, you're not smudging when you're lighting sage in your apartment to cleanse it. Like, smudging is actually a very ceremonial thing. Like, that is what a closed religion is, is when it's something that you can't just pick and choose it for yourself. You know, like I said, like, I'm not Wicca. Wicca is its own thing. Usually, as long as you are respectful of where everything comes from, it's cool. Yeah, and I think it's also, I mean, there are so many, like, 
cultural things that are just so richly helpful to people from all different cultures. And to be able to incorporate those in a sensitive way can really help a lot of people kind of self-actualize. Right, right. And and like that's actually something that's been coming up is that uh, people are saying that people shouldn't do tarot cards because it what? comes from, yeah, because <laughs> it comes from a closed practice with meaning like um, gypsies used to like basically make a living by, you know, like reading like crystal balls and tarot cards and everything. Yeah, but okay, I'm sorry, but tarot cards originated as a game. So they did end up taking that game and using parts of it to start doing readings. But honestly, if you bring it back to its original you know, use. It was a card game. So, I mean, and some people still play it. Like in France, they still play it as a card game. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that um, I think that like a friend of mine, even like she did research and long before like gypsy culture even got to what is now the UK, the church was condemning tarot cards. I mean, so it, it's not a closed practice. <laughs> Well, okay. So here's the thing. Like, and when we're talking about these tools, I, I think some of these will be quicker than others because, like, yeah, jars. I mean, how much can you talk about jars? But um, <laughs> we just can talk so much about jars. <laughs> <laughs> jars for days, goddammit. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, but the the thing with these tools are that. I don't think everybody is going to use all of these tools, and some of these tools are going to to be used you know, commonly in other cultures for different things or maybe the same purpose. And as long as everything's kind of, you know, done in a sensitive way that is open to kind of being respectful and just kind of what you intuitively resonate with, I think that, you know, you're kind of going to find your own path that that works for you. Um, because I'm realizing like, after, you know, going through this stuff with you talking to you going through all this info, I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I'm a witch. And I just like, couldn't accept it. Or so we're 100% a witch. You were a witch long before ever I was ever a witch. <laughs> and I'm kind of wondering if it's partially because of my like how I was brought up Catholic. Because <laughs> I couldn't make like, there was this disconnect between like, oh, you know, you're Catholic. You know, it's like, I still remember my grandmother, who is a diehard Catholic. My mother converted to being Lutheran, which is also a Christian religion. And on her deathbed, my grandmother was like, you know, are you still Lutheran? Because you are going to burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't face it myself. But yeah, okay, fine. I'm a witch. All right. <laughs> this has been very cathartic. <laughs> I just thought I was a dabbler. I'm like, I'm like an eccentric dabbler in metaphysics. No, I'm just a witch. Yep. Yep. You're totally a witch. <laughs> We're going to have to have like some sort of, I don't know, a support group for like people. <laughs> I, I, I think that's called a coven. <laughs> See, I'm even trying to use my psychology to wiggle my way out. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. All if right. you want to join our coven, we're taking members now. <laughs> I, I, oh my gosh! Yeah, I think we kind of have to. We gotta. We gotta start a coven, man. <laughs> Are you part of a coven? Not like an official coven. <laughs> I, I mean, I I do have like. 
Yeah, it's funny. Like, okay, so I have this group of internet friends and like we started posting on like this message board, like when we were in our 20s and we ended up just kind of growing up together and just following each other on different social medias. And then I noticed on Instagram, like everyone was like posting about crystals and tarot cards and stuff. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, everybody, are we witches now? So I post, so I turned us into our own little like a group called like, you know, like we're like the coven now. So it's like anytime, like, you know, if anyone's like, okay, I got like these um, tarot cards, what do they mean? Then someone who's more well versed in that will be like, this is what it means. And it's always like spot on. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is a warm, fuzzy moment right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of tarot cards that they fall under the tool, one of the common tools of witchcraft, which are dun -da -da -dun, divination tools, which I pretty much have all of them. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Basically. You are a divination all day. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, you know, in that category, there's tarot cards, there's runes, there's pendulums, there's oracle decks, there's, gosh, you can make anything a divination tool. There were people that read tea leaves, coffee grounds, fire, <laughs> as you were pointing out. Yep. Uh, there are so many ways to kind of divine things. People even like uh, flip coins or roll dice. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that I wanted to bring this up too, like when we first started talking about this. But I mean, witchcraft is kind of woven into all of our lives, starting from a very early age. Like when you blow out your candles on your birthday and make a wish, what do you think that is? <laughs> That's awesome. True. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Flipping a coin, like knocking on wood. That comes from the Druid practice of touching trees. Oh, I do love to touch a good tree. Touch a good tree, yeah. <laughs> Feel up a tree. That it's is a rush. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. And this goes back to the first, like, when I was little and I had the, the near-death experience and everything. After that, the first kind of thing that I bonded with was this willow tree. And it was seriously, like, I saw it as, like, kind of glitter around it, like, sparkly. And, like, just sitting with it would be comforting and not comforting in a way that was just nature it was like an actual person like an entity like right it was amazing and so um yeah that's uh that is a wonderful thing also okay so we have and we're, i'm just skipping around but crystals and stones so yeah that's that's my jam yeah <laughs> <laughs> used for all sorts of things but uh rituals and spells and basically just all around feeling good about yourself <laughs> uh, we also have uh now this one i kind of this is where i kind of fall apart a little bit the cauldron <laughs> you know it's funny i actually have a cauldron <laughs> That I bought from New Orleans, my first trip out there when I was just like, you know, a little baby goth. And, you know, I was just like, oh, cool, it's cauldron, you know. And it's only been recently that I've actually started working with it as a cauldron. Okay, because like, I don't know. I feel like it's a little showy, honestly, for my taste. Like if I could just use a bowl, then maybe I'd use a bowl. 
I mean, okay, fine. Yeah. But like, I mean, uh, it, it's cauldron. So it's it, like, it's cool. <laughs> it's still got a cauldron. Yeah, exactly. It's still got a cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, but like, say like you're writing your intentions down on a little scrap of paper, you drop it in your cauldron and you don't set your house on fire. It's a practical tool. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. <laughs> All right. So also chests and boxes. So those are kind of um, just another holder container can be used for ingredients, but also manifestation. Wishing chest, which I've never heard of a wishing chest, but that sounds like a good time. I've never heard of a wishing chest either. Is that kind of like a hope chest? I've heard of that. I don't know, but I'm going to have to check that out. I Now I'm going to have to Google it. Um, <laughs> wishing chest. Maybe it's like a cooler version of a hope chest. Yeah, I think so. It looks like a little treasure chest. And honestly, when you say wishing chest, it reminds me of being like 13 and like wondering if my boobs were going to get bigger. <laughs> oh, my God. If we had wishing chest back then. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah, never going to be a double D, but... Good times. All right. So it's so funny. Like when I was that age, like I real I was like a little like baby feminist. I didn't care about like my chest and oh oops, look at that. Triple D's. What? Are you serious? You're a triple D? Uh-huh. I'm gonna take a moment out to hate you in a loving way. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sit there and whine about back problems. <laughs> Mine are soft. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna have to have a whole like metaphysical exploration of boobs. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine that we would get so many heads? <laughs> metaphysical boobs. <laughs> I'm gonna think about a way to spin that to make it into a show, but but yeah, that'll be on the now. That's the challenge for the next uh, month. I will find a spot for that. All right. So, yes, it looks like a little chest. All right. So the next one is you got brooms. Oh, so much cleaning. So much fucking cleaning and witchcraft. <laughs> and you can use them for energetically kind of cleaning your energy off and also cleaning the energy in the space and using it actually as a broom. But that's like, I guess, a real broom. But then the cleaning. Right. It's like you need to like vacuum your place first and then you use that broom as kind of like to sweep up like all the energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Layers of cleaning. All right. Layers so of cleaning. <laughs> layers of cleaning. Okay. Like as if the first one wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is one that I am kind of confused about so maybe you can clear it up for me uh the grimoire or book of shadows okay the most easy way to say it is that like okay you're learning witchcraft you're learning all this new stuff where are you gonna put it so yeah like you have to like put it somewhere in order to remember it so I, yeah, so I mean, maybe it's like a scrapbook, or maybe it's like, yeah, like a journal. And that's where you like, like when, okay, like when you were first learning tarot cards, like, I mean, was there like, maybe a notebook where you like wrote down like all of the information that you were learning about what card meant what? No, I never wrote anything down. I just immediately knew everything about it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes. I was about to say fucking water sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I had copious notes and I actually like researched it very, very in depth from a ton of different places. And so, yes, I definitely needed 
to write things down and I had spots for that. So you're right. Um, I already have a book of shadow. You know what? I just give up. <laughs> I can't believe I was like pretty much in denial about all this. All right. And, <laughs> You've been a witch all along. <laughs> oh, so much, so much witchery. Um, yeah, it's like, it's, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, the other thing was, I do have a oh, crystal ball. Now Bowie's finally in here. He finally broke in. So <laughs> we might be hearing some comments from Bowie. <laughs> Hello, Bowie. <laughs> Shout out to Bowie. <laughs> but, yeah, but like, but again, like going back into like, I mean, the lazy slash low key slash everyday thing is that. Okay, so we don't necessarily, like, we're not living in the 90s anymore. We don't have to put everything in a notebook if we don't want to. If you do want to, that's great. Buy yourself a pretty notebook and write everything down in there. But if you don't got time for that, there are apps these days. You can put all of your stuff, just cut and paste it, and put everything that you're learning into the notes on your phone. You can nice. get like download an app like Evernote and paste your birth chart into there. You can just like make a specific Pinterest page and like just make a Pinterest folder for all of the witchy stuff that you're learning. Like you don't necessarily have to be bound to a leather bound book with like a pentagram on top of it where you're handwriting all of your spells. Bound in human skin, of course. Bound in human skin. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, they give it up willingly. <laughs> <laughs> like you do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do now. Like, I'm going to, when I die, I'm going to donate my organs to science and my skin to witchcraft. <laughs> we should start that business. <laughs> Right, oh <laughs> we're coming up with so many business ideas. Yeah, really. I've got to. I got to start a chart for that. Um, but yeah, it'll be like it, and there will be like huge biohazard signs all over the website. But whatever. I mean, it's no worse than a microdermabrasion. Like, like <laughs> oh. I've got like you know, like yeah, like a biohazard. <laughs> I have to put like the dead skin into a biohazard container. <laughs> Okay, then. Which brings us to mortar and pestle. <laughs> Used to crush I mean, herbs like, and other ingredients yeah, for spell I mean, which, or infants. Again, Put your dried like, skin in there. Yeah, put your dried skin in there. But yeah, this is what you can use in your kitchen witchery. Oh my goodness. Okay, and then the next one is wand or staff, and I do have a wand <laughs> of selenite. So there you go. I need to get one of those. They're fun. <laughs> <laughs> um it's used to direct emer emergy energy summon spirits, <laughs> say it five times this. summon spirits and consecrate other tools can be handmade or bought and that's the thing with a lot of these things you can make them yourself or you can buy them and i think it really it depends number one on if you really are are intent on infusing your energy into something like say I made my I made my own rune set so it was very important for me to because I'm you know half Norwegian I very the Norse kind of heritage spoke to me I really wanted to do it myself but there are times where you're like I don't have time or I don't have the artistic ability right. to make these things and I just don't care enough to make these things like a chest I will buy a chest I'm not gonna make a chest yes <laughs> But if you're a woodworker, maybe you make a chest. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing, too, is that sometimes people do, like, they kind of, like, get stalled out in the practice because they're like, oh, if I don't hand make everything myself, then I'm not doing it right. And no, that's yeah, a lot that's of stress. Not, yeah, exactly. No, like I have ADHD. I have executive dysfunction. That means that I don't generate. I, I don't. Is there a pill for that? Yes, there is. It's, yeah, it's called Adderall. It's not the pure pill. That's something else. <laughs> yeah. No, but basically what that means is that my brain doesn't generate dopamine by doing things that like would make my day to day life much easier like making my bed I might like some people like they make their bed and they get a dopamine rush for that and those people are called neurotypical I do not get that oh, man so, I wish that was me yeah <laughs> so yeah and, and so I mean sometimes it's just I mean you have to consider the toll of your finances or your energy Sometimes, like, if you know that, like, you're not actually going to make moon water, that, like, going to a website, a metaphysical website, and just buying, like, a tincture made by other witches that you can use for a full moon practice and that you will actually use because you bought it, like, just, just do that. Like, don't, don't beat yourself up about it. Like, that's what this is all about, is that not everybody has the patience or the executive function to like really like deal with like DIY witchcraft. <laughs> well, and the other thing, like going through this like list of kind of common witchcraft tools is that it really depends on the type of witchcraft you practice and what you're intuitively drawn to. And I think that the the type of witchcraft you practice is kind of secondary to what you're drawn to like it it answers its own question because you're already kind of gravitating towards certain things right exactly so a green witch is already probably going to be like a plant lover and everything and so or a kitchen witch you're going to use that mortar and pestle probably more but i mean i could see if you're making a spell regardless of the type of witchcraft you practice you're probably going to need one of those but it right. i mean and, it might not the be your first that, like with tool. these things is that sometimes it's so easy because you love to bake you love to garden or you live right by the ocean so you're just like <laughs> okay this is the type of witchcraft that i am and mm -hmm. then like if you don't have those things sometimes you're like well where do i fall in so you know what just call yourself neglected witch like why not <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Okay. So we're kind of going to jump around here because I'm I'm trying to keep it timely tonight, although. Mm. <laughs> I know. Uh, so we're actually, because we might actually have to go back to this topic. I don't think this is a one and done situation. No, definitely not. Okay. So we are going to jump to the witchcraft hacks that are personally endorsed by Virgo Lass yes. as a starting point. <laughs> I feel like you have a lot of wisdom to share. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the first one I know we talked about before, but I was so excited about it that I was like, oh my God, that's like such a great hack. Virgo Lass, you want to delve into your candle hack? <gasps> okay. So, Say you're doing some candle magic 
And the ritual calls for you to watch this flame burn down to the very end of your candle. Like, you can't, like, light just some giant votive because you will be there all afternoon. And maybe you don't have to pay. Maybe you have things to do. So, <laughs> so you know what? Here's a hack. Birthday candles. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, they do not take long at all. That is more my speed. Right. I like it. And you can buy them and they're already in assorted colors. So you're not because it seems like it can purchasing witchcraft supplies can get kind of pricey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's a thing, too. I, I will come back to this eventually. Like, I think that there was this book that I have on my wish list somewhere that is all about like witchcraft on the cheap. And she, the author actually, like, you know, goes into Walmart and buys all of her stuff at Walmart. Like, I mean, honestly, like, don't break the bank, kittens. Like, I mean, yes, support your local metaphysical store if you have one. But other than that, if you're a broke witch, just go to the dollar store. I am sure you'll be able to find all of the stuff at the dollar store. There are a lot of good things at the dollar store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So the next one is, um, and this was interesting. You'll have to tell me why. But if you don't have a ton of different herbs, and that was kind of why I was like, wow, this gets pricey. Because I've been in stores, metaphysical stores before, or more like Wiccan stores and there are a slew of herbs and they are not cheap and every spell calls for different combinations of herbs and I'm like oh my goodness like you could easily spend 50 or 100 bucks on herbs right like, right and that's the thing spell. that keeps people like yeah like you like <laughs> oh the most metaphysical person I know and you're just like well I'm not a witch because <laughs> you're like go you're like looking at these things and you're just like this is 50 different herbs I don't have this in my kitchen obviously I'm not a witch <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do sadly have those things in my kitchen, and I just didn't notice before that you can make spells out of them. I'm like, oh, hey, look at that. But okay, so why rosemary as a substitute for every other herb? You know, okay, so like I'm, I'm gonna admit right now, I don't know why rosemary. I'm just like right that that with that rosemary is that hack. But okay. again, like uh, okay, so like going back to what I was saying about like Native Americans asking us not to use white sage because they need it for their rituals and we're depleting their crops of it. Rosemary is a, a like an amazing smudging stick that you can use and you are not hurting anyone. I mean, I think that like probably it's just that it's everywhere. Like who doesn't have rosemary in their kitchen? So true. it's just yeah, it's just like it's just a really good basic bitch herb. <laughs> I will take it. Um, all right. And then the crystals. And okay, I can see this one using clear quartz if like you don't have any other crystals around. It's a really good go-to. Um, is there any like how have you like have you just reached for clear quartz yourself in a pinch? I mean, I have like my own little set of crystals right now. I mean, I'm trying not to go overboard. You can really go overboard with the crystals. <laughs> no, no, you cannot. <laughs> no, you can never. No, you can never. <laughs> they all but, have their own special energies. But okay, that's the thing is. Ask. But that's the thing is that clear quartz encompasses 
all of those different energies. Like clear quartz is the workhorse of all of the crystals where it's just like, bitch, I can do it all. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of why I, I'm like so drawn to crystals though, is because like I'm very energy sensitive and there's like so many different like you know, you hold an orbicular jasper and you're going to get a different sense than a rhodolite garnet. You just are, you know, I mean, they are not, they are totally different vibrations. Right. And that's the thing is that like, okay, doing this the long way, like really the proper way of doing this is just to really like when you get like, you know, your new crystal, like, you know, just like give it like a little salt water bath, if it's okay with salt water, cleanse it with a smudging. I said smudging. See, this is like, see, th this is the thing, like, we have to break ourselves out of these habits. And we are not smudging because we are not Native Americans. And that is a closed practice. We are smoke cleansing, you are smoke cleansing your new crystals <laughs> with rosemary and not white sage. <laughs> Oh my, and, so many layers. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, but yeah, it's like, um, you basically just kind of like sit there and you put the crystal in your hand and you just kind of like, just get to know it. Just like have a talk to you and figure out like what, what it's all about. But clear quartz is just like, huh, I know you. I know her already. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cool. I got this. I got this. <laughs> well, and for different spells, I mean, if, if they do call for different types of crystals, you right. may not always have every specific crystal, but you really need to get a specific spell done. And so clear quartz is definitely a great kind of substitute for that. Um, also, so white candles, you say, can be used for whatever spell it's a good substitute for yeah, any other color exactly like yeah if you are working with the spell and it says okay use the a green candle because green is all about healing and you look in your little drawer with all the different candles and you're like oh crap i don't have a green candle use a white candle that is good to remember. I will actually remember that one because I don't always have a pile of candles on hand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of my candles, because I definitely try to do like essential oils and all natural and, um, you know, 100% cotton wicks or wood wicks or whatever, like everything's supernatural. They don't use a lot of dyes a lot of times. So I'll have a lot of like white candles lying around just because of that. Man, I didn't even know, like, it's so funny. I'm like, now I'm just like, oh, wait, I've never even read about, like, what essential oil you should be using. Like, the basic bitch essential oil that you should be using to anoint all of your stuff. But, like, <laughs> as an esthetician, I will tell you it is most likely lavender. It's Yeah, lavender really, it's a warm hug for your soul, lavender. Mm -hmm. You can't really go wrong with lavender. And I know there's some other ones that, like, I think the rosemary smell even, or um, what's the other ones? You know, you've got the the citrus and the eucalyptus and stuff. But, yeah, lavender, because it's not going to rev anything up too much. Exactly. Um, so what was the other thing? Oh, okay. So you got a great one for your coffee in the morning or your tea. Okay. So this is easy kitchen witchery. So first thing in the morning, you make your coffee or your tea and, you know, you like pour your milk or your sugar into it. Maybe you drink it black as the moonless night 
(laughs) Or my soul. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But in any case, like even if you do that, just like take your spoon and stir it clockwise. And that is bringing good energy into your day. So you're just like, okay, this is going to be a good day. Just stir it clockwise. And you're like, I'm stirring good intentions to my day. This is going to be a good day. Or like, say like, this is going to be, you're already like dreading this day. Like this day, you're not looking forward to it. Stir counterclockwise to banish whatever it is that you're worried about. Like banish your insecurities banish whatever gossip you think that your coworker is talking about you just like stir counterclockwise to banish it and so this is just super easy kitchen witchery that you can do that takes like 30 seconds oh yeah and we all and, and also like a good way of starting your day with intention oh yeah i mean there's so many like quick things in the morning to kind of set your atten- intentions for a uh, a good positive day and, you know, making sure that you kind of put your shield up around you when you wake up and kind of have that bubble of light of protection. And yeah, I mean, I think that I'm definitely going to be doing this, this coffee tea trick. Yes. And this one, like I wasn't familiar with the charging of the jewelry and makeup. Yes. So <laughs> this is glamour magic, everybody. <laughs> we like you that. remember when you watched the craft and like, you know, they took their hands and they just like, you know, like went and made themselves a different person. Okay. It's not that. It's not that. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> but it is a way to give yourself a boost of confidence or like a layer of protection every day. Okay, so say you have like a favorite ring or a favorite necklace, as long as those don't have any jewels in them that would be averse to salt water, just take some salt water. Like, okay, if you live by an ocean, if if you're a water witch, then you can like dunk it into the ocean. Otherwise, just pour some salt into some water in a bowl like the rest of us. <laughs> and just give it a good dunking. You can do that to cleanse your crystals that aren't water sensitive either. And just kind of like give them give it the intention of like, okay, this is going to be my protection now. Or also you can charge it underneath the new moon if you do have like jewels in it that you don't want to expose to water. So put it on your windowsill and when you know that there's going to be a full moon. And it's going to charge itself up with all of that good full moon energy. And so what that does is then you wear it every single day. Like it's really the best if it's like jewelry that you wear every single day. Like your favorite ring, your favorite necklace that you wear every single day. Because every single day that you wear it is more and more of a charge that you're going to give. And I like that. Yeah, and then that's your kind of your protection, like for when you are off riding the train, walking home after dark, um, all of that stuff. Um, uh, you can also, like, in a more fun way, like, take your makeup, put it on that windowsill under the full moon, charge it up, and then that's your glamour. So you can use that when you're getting ready and you can, um, you know, like it's infused with the full moon. It's all about giving you that extra stuff of confidence, which is what like makeup should be doing for you anyway. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, like just contour that confidence all over your face and then just like walk outside and just like take over the fucking world. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, and But like also if you are a person who doesn't wear makeup, do it with your moisturizer. You should be wearing a moisturizer. I am an esthetician and I am hardlined about that. You should be wearing a moisturizer and an SPF. Yeah, moisturizer, sunscreen. Yeah, I don't care. Your gen- I don't care what your gender is. <laughs> That's universal. <laughs> well, and when you say like leaving things out in the moonlight, so the moon water is kind of the same concept, right? Yes. Yes. So, um, and there's also two ways to do it. You can also do the new moon. So the new moon cleanses. The full moon charges. Yeah, the <laughs> new moon is release, release, release. The full moon is charge, charge, charge. Yeah, manifesting. Full moons yeah. are all about that manifesting energy. Yeah. And new moons are all about like setting that intention that you want the full moon to manifest. Good times. <laughs> okay, so uh, two ways to do it. And so you just, so depending on what you want the water to kind of do for you, you you leave it out either during the new moon or during the full moon. Right. Um, yeah, like say, and you can do that with your tarot cards too. Like when you have a deck that you're usually using to read a lot of people, then you leave it out during the new moon to cleanse it of all the energy. Oh yeah, that's a that's a big one. I've I've done a lot of different like cleansing things with my tarot cards before, and there have been times where people would because you know my readings especially pre-pandemic <laughs> were very hands-on and I'd have like people cutting the deck you know after I right. shuffled and things like that and so but there were like a handful of people over the years not that many but they did a number on my cards like their energy was just so wonky it was like oh my goodness like charge these cards like get get them cleansed like we got to have an intervention because this this energy is all like weird now. <laughs> and the cards actually like that empress lady would stare at me and give me this dirty look like, what the heck did you do to us, lady? <laughs> I feel so bad. And like then eventually I'd sleep with them under my pillow again because like it's with the cards, I've found that like you clear them out, you cleanse them, and then you have to imbue your energy kind of back on them. And so then I would like sleep with them under my pillow or next to me or, um, yeah, I do sleep with my cards sometimes. I'm not, you know, going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed. <laughs> All right. So then sigil magic. This is good. I like this. Oh, wait, we passed up. We passed up grounding. Oh, we got to ground first. Okay, let's. We let's have to ground, ground first, first before we do the sigils. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of hopping all over this list because Moonwater was kind of near the bottom. So I apologize. I scrolled up. I did not okay. scroll up far well, enough. Okay. So, yeah. So, if we're still talking about Moonwater, I mean, okay, people are probably like, what the hell do you even use Moonwater for? I haven't even used Moonwater yet. So, like, I mean, I, I, I think that I'm just like, oh, God damn it, more cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but basically the idea, and again, it's like such an easy thing, such an easy thing that witches had to go and make more complicated. <laughs> Where, like, if you like read the ru- the actual rules, it's like, okay, you take like, you know, a chalice of water and you put it outside underneath the direct moonlight. And then you have to... Get it back before sunrise. Oh, no, no. The sun is going to ruin it. It has to be moon water, not sun water. 
Jeez. <laughs> and, but like, but I like to sleep. I'm never gonna do that. Okay, so first of all, if you're gonna make moon water, and here's what moon water is good for. Moon water is great if you you can use, infuse it into spells to really give them an extra charge. You can put it into a spray bottle and spray it all over your house to cleanse the energy. You can put it into your morning tea and make your kitchen witchery that much more magical. Ooh, I like that um, one. Yeah. So seriously, all you guys, all you have to do, just take like, you know, whatever chalice or bowl or pitcher or your hydro pitcher or your Brita filter and just put it on a windowsill. The moon is in the sky. It's going to get to that water. Like all of this, I mean, like if you, and if some of you are out there thinking all of this is just happening in your imagination, yes. Yes, it fucking is. And that is what makes it so cool. Like this is in my head and it works. And so, and that is what makes me a magical bitch. Again, sorry about the swearing. We don't usually swear here on Mystic Chick. But we are witches, damn it. <laughs> You know, I think there's a time and a place for for uh, some more colorful language. And, you know, we shouldn't, it, unless we were using the colorful language to describe, like, sex positions. <laughs> and I would have to, you know, designate this episode as spicy. But this one, I think, is pretty tame. No, we're pretty mild. We're pretty mild. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah. But, like, again, yeah. Like, so just put it on the windowsill. The moon's going to get to it. It's in the sky. It's on the window. It's going to get to it. And, like, don't worry if a little sun gets mixed in. Just consider it, like, a little extra power. It's all good. Like, I I'm not going to wake up before dawn to take my uh, chalice of moon water off of the uh, windowsill. And neither should you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so after that, though, we have the grounding. Yes. Which, I mean, we and we, you and I both ground. But um, I definitely do not usually do it. I mean, I've done it this way, but this is your kind of go-to quick grounding solution. So. Right. And, and, and that's the thing is that there is like, we can probably come back to this in a different episode is that there's meditation and then there is witch meditation where it's more about like using the elements of the earth to uh, imbue you with a feeling of calm and to ground you. Uh, which I feel like is different than new aging, new new agey sort of grounding. But in any case, so I mean, and again, this is something where you really do have to like do the work beforehand. Like you have to like figure out like the meditations, at least do a couple of med good meditations, get them under your belt before you can do quick meditations. So you're going to be in a situation where you're kind of nervous about it. Um, you are, you don't have a time to meditate. So just take a quick moment for yourself. Like this, usually I do this before I'm seeing a client. Like I, I'm an esthetician, like a client goes into my room. They are changing out of their clothes into their facial gown and getting into the bed. And what I'm doing is I'm grounding myself to get ready. So Imagine that there are roots growing from your spine, down your legs, through your feet, and into the earth. Imagine them plugging into the center of the earth. Like, do this while you're on, like, a really long exhale. 
And then inhale, draw all of that energy from the earth up through the roots. And just like breathe in very slowly and just imagine it can be white light, it can be green light, it can be blue light, whatever light you want. And just imagine it like traveling up your legs, through the sacrum, like up through like, you know, your spine and all of the chakras all the way up to the crown. And just keep breathing in like just a few different times. You can like just breathe in that grounding energy. Exhale like a gunky purple energy. Wait, what did I mean? Purple's not gunky. Just do black. That black, the like smoggy, nasty. Black is beautiful. <laughs> All right, fine. You know what? Everybody's got their color of putridness. Like, pick that. Like, and, and like, I'm not saying like you know, because yeah, I mean, because yeah, no, I mean, I'm a goth. Purple is my favorite color. But like, we're talking about like that smoggy sort of like you know Sludgy. like. Yeah, exactly. Sludgy, sort of like grayish, purplish color. So wait, wait, can I actually interject one thing? Because this actually is very telling. Like, I think that depending on like the colors of your aura that day and different things like that, that maybe the sludginess will change, like whatever you picture might change colors depending on kind of what you need to purge. Oh, yeah, totally. And it's, that goes the same for like the grounding energy, too, because... You don't know what color it's going to be. It's going to be whatever color it is that you need. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, the dogs are back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bo is finally asleep. <laughs> All right. So uh, sigil magic. Um, now, this is interesting because there's different ways to do sigils. Like um, there's this. I, I'm trying to figure out like where this one comes from. Like if this is more like a new agey one or whatever, because like when I think sigils, I think like runic sigils, but this I, one I'm is sure that they're probably like kind of the same thing. Like it probably came from runes, but people just went and took them and uh, made it their own thing because sigils can actually, I want to say the sigils are like jazz. <laughs> because you can just go off on your own riff with them Ooh, i like that and also okay so and i did know somebody who did exactly this the type you're talking about the sigils where you take the whatever um phrase that you want to kind of have what on you or with you like i've seen it like he used to do tattoos with it but what else can you do with them Sigils are great for quick magic. Like if you don't have time for a whole like ritual sort of spell, or even if you want to incorporate it into a whole like ritual sort of spell, it, it's, it's great for like just kind of like sort of a quick sort of magic on the go, or you can turn it into a whole ritual. That's what's like great about sigil magic is that and it's also that it can be very individual to you um sometimes like people wait i mean sometimes it, you'll see people like on instagram where they're like hey i created a sigil and you can use it for this but it really is best if you use it for yourself like i mean i know that we're all about lazy magic here but <laughs> i'm gonna teach you how to do lazy magic but still make it yourself <laughs> so. i don't know that sounds like a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot of work virgo ass Okay. I want to just flop on the floor and have things happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, sigils are kind of like creating an intention and then drawing energy towards that intention. 
So what you're going to do is say that you want to do like a protection intention. So you write out your intention in all caps and you have to begin it with I am, not I want. This isn't something that you're making for your future self. This is something that you're already embodying, something that is already there. Like you're already like this. No, this is what I am. You're like making this immediately. So you're writing I am protected, writing in, in all caps. So then ditch the vowels. And also any repeated consonants, like, so um, I am protected, you're getting rid of all the vowels, there's an extra T in there, you're getting rid of that too. So I am protected, which turn into M-P-R-T-C-D. So then okay. break up all of those, and this is what, like, this is the proper way of doing it. This is how you do it if you were an artist and you're just like, oh my God, I'm going to make art and I'm going to tattoo it on people. <laughs> so you break up all of the lines of the letters and you turn them into a design. So you can like um, just kind of like take like the um, curve of the D, take like break up the M into all little pieces just, I mean, if you can't visualize what I'm saying, just like, just Google it. And then you'll be like, oh, okay, like that. And you just like <laughs> stick them all together and you turn them into your own little sigil. Yeah. And the way that you activate it is that you can just meditate on it for a while. Just like kind of stare at it and memorize it, meditate on it. And then maybe it's just like draw it on a piece of paper and then burn it. And like, I think that the really super uber witchy way of doing this is to completely forget that it ever existed. Like, you know, just like you meditated on so hard that it is now a part of your subconscious. And so you just forget about it, like in your actual conscious. And it just works like that. However, again, like I keep saying, I have ADHD and I don't have a lot of object permanence. So it's like, oh, forget about it. Sure. Not a problem. <laughs> done and done. So, I mean, you can also like if, yeah, like if you don't want to go that hard, like you can also just take that sigil, turn it into your own personal talisman. Like you can write your I am protected sigil like onto your water bottles. You can write it onto like, you know, the the window of the train that you're on. You can um, just like, just like, write it in your journal. You can just write it anywhere. And that's going to give you an extra layer of protection. You, a glamour magic. Take your um, tinted moisturizer and paint that sigil onto your cheeks before blending it in. That's pretty cool. But like, here's how to do it so that it's not so time intensive. <laughs> now, could you like draw it up and then because like Etsy, like there's a lot of places on Etsy that will like hand makes like custom orders and stuff for like jewelry and stuff. Like, could you submit your sigil then? And have it like made into like a sterling, sterling silver piece or something like oh, a pendant. God, or yeah, a ring. God, yeah, you can totally do that. You can take it to a tattoo artist and tattoo it on yourself. You can do whatever you want with it. The sky is the limit. This is your own design that you created. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. But if you don't got time for all of that <laughs> and you're not that visual of a person, <laughs> here's what you do. Um, this is where we infuse some tech witchery. So tech witchery is kind of a new thing. That is where you are. I, I feel like this is more like the STEM witches, the science and tech witches. 
Oh God. It's steam now because they've incorporated yeah, oh art. Oh my God, yes, steampunk witches. I love it. No, no, no. Steam instead of STEM, the sciences, they, they've changed it to steam because they're now incorporating art into the programs. <laughs> For oh, kids like, like real? Really oh, like oh, this. Oh, for kids. Okay, I get it. <laughs> but well, no, you no. know, for for people in school. But like that's still very steampunk. So I it is. It. <laughs> yeah, <All right. laughs> it has many meanings. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so you're opening up your phone. You go to your text messages. You're going to have to be very careful. You don't send this to anybody. Oh God. <laughs> so go to all caps. Write I am protected, and then underneath that. MPRTCD, then trace a pattern from your finger from one letter to the next. And voila, sigil. Just activate it by tracing it a few times to memorize it. Then you can trace it onto your car to protect you from accidents, on your face with makeup before blending, onto mirrors or doorways, whatever you want. Well, that is pretty awesome. I'm definitely going to have to do some of that because I really have not done much with sigils. I mean, I have some, but they're like runic sigils. And I, I, we're going to probably... that's the thing is that like, okay, runes, those have rules. Sigils, (laughs) there aren't rules. I mean, honestly, like you don't even need to draw it out. Like, I mean, um, I was actually just like reading um, on like one of my... My favorite witchy websites, uh, The Traveling Witch. We are going to put that into the um, like the notes for our show today. Um, but you can honestly take the sounds of the words and make an anagram and make your own verbal spell that way. You can dance the sigil out. You can use ASL, like American Sign Language. Like there are really, like that's the thing about that. Um, if you don't like rules, that's the great thing about sigils. There are no rules except that, no, except fuck vowels. Don't use vowels. Don't like vowels. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the Outback Steakhouse, not fucking the vowels, but... <laughs> No rules. And like, can you do your sigil on an onion blossom? (laughs) I bet you could. I bet you could. (laughs) Ingest the sigil. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. If you're a kitchen witch, you can bake bread and carve the sigil on top of your on top of your bread. If you are a green witch, you can draw the sigil like on the container that is housing your plant. Like the sky is the limit when it comes to sigils in an episode in an upcoming episode we're actually going to talk about we we might delve more into just sigils i know i wanted to explore runic magic and runic sigils but i think we could do kind of like maybe break it down to different types of sigils yeah we could totally do half and half explore it some more because yeah yeah, so much fun there (laughs) i mean it's all about intention and that's kind of what all of this is based on like any magic, any, any things that, you know, you're trying to create in the universe with, you know, spells or the the law of attraction or vision boards or however you want to slice it, feng shui even, it's all, it all goes down to intention. And yes, yeah, it's a great way yeah, for that. Where the mind goes, energy flows. So true. So true. Can't say that enough. Okay. So we have one more on the list about... And this one I've used actually, but I haven't used it in all the different ways you've listed. I've done it with white light before, but it's a shower ritual. Mm -hmm. Because 
bath rituals are such a thing in witchcraft. Like you're going to hear that all the time is that like when you're looking up spells and stuff and you you'll see like cleansing spells and it's like, okay, draw a bath and you're going to put in the petals from this flower and you're going to light a candle over here and you're going to put in a couple of stones and we we don't all have time for a bath. <laughs> Maybe some of us don't even have baths in our showers. It's like just a shower situation. Yeah, true. And okay, if you want to get like really extra with it, you actually can take all of the ingredients that it calls for in this ritual, like put in like rosemary, put in the clear quartz stone, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And just like put it into like an old nylon or something like that and attach it to your shower. So it's still like, you know, showering down on you. Oh, there actually, you can buy a shower head with uh, quartz crystals in it. I know. I want one so bad, except I actually already love my shower head. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> oh, oh, oh god i didn't mean it like that <laughs> no, I, I, I have one of those like sp like spa shower heads that are sure like you do. know giant and just like do. a rainforest shower <laughs> tell me about that shower head. <laughs> tell me about that shower head <laughs> but like <laughs> chakras just blame my chakras my open Open gaping, oh, open gaping chakras. <laughs> so we're, we're going to have to do a, we're going to have to do an episode about that. <laughs> well, see tantric. Yeah, That's see. Uh, <laughs> all right. So you're you're imagining the the water coming down with the light kind of cleansing you in a well, light and bath. that's the thing is that like i feel like a lot of people have this problem with showers is that like baths can be very relaxing and rejuvenating but yeah. sometimes with showers for whatever reason like that's when you kind of get all worked up like that's when you get yourself all <laughs> in a lather like you know you're like thinking <laughs> about the day you're thinking about something that happened five years ago that pissed you off you're thinking about like for whatever reason like it's really easy to get pissed off in the shower <laughs> but well this is the way i think about it from a catholic standpoint because that's how i was brought up you know showers are or baths are for relaxing showers are for washing the sins away <laughs> so you're just thinking about all of the sins <laughs> well you think about any horror movie and like the person scrubbing all the blood off <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not in the shower. <laughs> you don't want to sit in a big pile of that. You want to just like rinse it right off and have it go down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's the thing is that like you know when you're like getting lathered up like that. <laughs> I mean, just imagine that the water coming down is just pure light, just cleansing you energetically. So, and, and again, like whatever color it is that you need at the moment, whether it's blue or green or white, or like, I, I really like a holographic where it's just kind Ooh. of looks like an Aurora Borealis, just like oh, coming raining down on me. Or like, if there's like a full moon, I'll just imagine like the light from the moon raining down through my shower all over me. And um, like whatever sludgy grossness like got on you throughout the day or the day before, if you're a morning shower, that's all just washing down the drain. I actually, okay, this is kind of off topic, but kind of on topic and it, it will be quick. But um, so I actually have a skylight right over my shower. So 
in the moonlight, like I can take a moonlight shower. I can take, like, I can turn the lights off if I want to do and get crazy and like, just have the moonlight. Um, and during the sun, like if it's high noon, it's like beating down on me while I shower, which is like just super fun. But the other day I was shaving my legs and like, I felt the shadow pass over me. And then it like happened a couple more times, like really fast. And I like at first thought it was like the shadow from a plane or something, because sometimes they'll like fly overhead and whatever. But I looked up and (laughs) it scared the bejesus out of me. It was a hawk. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like within an inch of my skylight. And it was like swooping. And there was this one time like a few years ago where there was I live kind of, you know, about an hour away from the city. So like 60 miles. So I'm kind of out towards the country. But there was one time where in my backyard, I went outside and everything was silent. And I like looked up and there were like 30 hawks. And they were all circling and swooping. And it was just all the other animals had hidden because, you know, they're pretty dead silent in the middle of the day. It was the creepiest thing. And I like thought that they were going to eat me, but it was a magical moment. (laughs) I couldn't look away. I'm like, I'm not going to move, but this is scary. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just, but like when you're shaving and you're doing self-care, you're not thinking hawks and predators. So it was kind of (laughs) creeping me out. (laughs) Good times. All right. So, um, and your default, I guess, or not your default. I don't know what your, your default is holographic, but my default has always been white light. Uh, shower with white light. I mean, if you can't think of anything, it's like, you know, the quartz crystals or the, the white candles or whatever else exactly yeah but it's going as neutral as possible yeah why not you know it it does encompass all the other colors so why not so as like kind of a wrap-up thing i know you kind of listed some go-to resources i did (laughs) (laughs) indeed i did (laughs) um and i i mean like we're really gonna we're gonna be doing so many more episodes on witchcraft especially now that i know the witch (laughs) yeah okay and again i also just wanted to say that like okay yes these are kind of like lazy everyday witchcraft things but like as you're getting into this like you know you should be like looking up websites you should be reading books and all of that and getting the deeper you go into the practice the better it is for your lazy everyday witchcraft because it's, it's you know journey. where it comes from yeah exactly it's a journey like if you're just like oh okay this is easy then and you're only using rosemary and white candles and clear quartz for like every spell that you come across, then it's it's actually going to dilute your magic a lot because you're not differentiating from anything else because you never learned like what everything else does. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not meant to water down your practice, but it is these, these hacks or tips or tricks or however you want to slice it are supposed to just kind of help give you an extra boost when, you know, you don't know what to do and you need to get something done. Yeah, exactly. And also that um, it's just helping you just take like the very easy, like little mundane things in your life and make them a little bit more magical infuse more mindfulness and more um, intention into the little things that you're doing that otherwise you wouldn't even be paying attention to like stirring your coffee or whatever Um, (laughs) or putting on your favorite necklace but now it's like you're actually thinking about it and there's an intention behind it and that changes your entire day and your entire outlook on your day 
and sometimes like one like you'll be getting into this and you're just like oh my god this is all so cool and then you come across the gatekeepers who were like no that's not how you're supposed to do things girl all these people are just doing things <laughs> wrong and that's kind of a thing too is that like even if like you're just doing these little things every day you're actually doing more magic than someone who has been practicing for 20 years and only does one big ritual once every few months. Yes, that is true. You know, yeah. it's, it's just like those people who go to church on just holidays versus exactly the people who, oh no, I have wrestling dogs upstairs. I'm like really hoping that... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and somebody screeched. It can't be good. All right, so um, <laughs> it's always something crazy going on here. Uh, so the other thing that kind of, and I know you made a note of it, and I, it, it is kind of important. So you were saying that one of the things, one of the areas where you shouldn't be lazy is spirit work. Um, and I'm sure that you, I'm sure you very much agree with this. Yeah. <laughs> or if you have a poltergeist situation. So, uh, and yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that negative energy and, and that's why I kind of, I am, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how you define a baby witch. Cause I mean, I have been practicing <laughs> stuff for 20 years, but, or more <laughs> pretty much since what 12, the age of 12. <laughs> oh my, I'm not even going to say how long that is. Uh, so if you have any, like, if you're working with spirits, if you're working with negative energies, poltergeists, ghosts, any type of entity, demon, yada, yada. Uh, that is a completely different situation and you need to, to be very present and be very intentional about what you're doing. And if you are out of your depth, you need to seek professional help because uh, some of those situations can get very <laughs> dicey. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, it could be one thing if like, say that you have like a picture of your favorite goddess, like, you know, on your altar, and you know, you try to bless it every day. But like, if you work with deities, they're gonna know when you're getting lazy, and they don't like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, they can always spot you. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so some uh, books to check out and different websites and stuff, because you actually have quite a few things on this list that I think might be helpful for people. And I'll try to post everything on the uh, sh for the show notes later. So The Little Book of Witchcraft by Astrid Carvel. Yeah, that one, that's a great beginner's 101 book. Just like, you know, it's just... You know, like it's cute. Um, it's like I think you know, very. It's great for millennials, and it's also great for somebody who's just not going to like you know be like, oh, I want to learn about like Alistair Crowley and all of that crap. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a little dark. Um, <laughs> all right, so then we have the Modern Guide to Witchcraft by Sky Alexander, and I feel like I've either read that or I've seen it referred to before. Yeah, no, that's also a really good one that gives you like a really good solid basis for your witchcraft, probably more than the little book. But I say start with the little book, then go modern. Yeah, baby step it if you need to. Mm -hmm. uh, Witchery by Juliet Diaz. Yeah, that's a fun one, too. And she gets real into it, too. Like, you know, it's like you're more into like, yes, tell me more about like using my period blood for spells. <laughs> <laughs> and back to sex magic. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> 
uh, which we will touch on, no pun intended, again at another point. Um, okay, so Handbook for Hot Witches by Dame Darcy. Yes, and I've probably mentioned her before. I love Dame Darcy. She is a comic book artist. Check out her comic Meat Cake. And um, she's on Etsy. She has a Patreon. She does the most beautiful tarot cards you've ever seen. I use her mermaid deck. And this is her handbook for hot witches. <laughs> and this is also like a great 101 book, just teaching you the basics. But I mean, like she throws in like some great spells in there that like have actually worked for me. So props to Dame Darcy. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. And then Urban Magic by Diana Rachel. Did I say that right? Rajshel? I think so. Yeah. So this is if you are, um, if you're living in a city and you want to tap into like the spirit of the city that you're living in and work with that magic. Oh, okay. Because I know there's somebody, What? who is that? There's some urban witch, hood witch. Yes. And we mentioned, we mentioned the hood witch. Oh, and you have it on the website links. Okay. So <laughs> I was like just thinking about it from memory because yeah. Okay. Um, and then pre-order American Brujeria by J. Allen Cross. Yeah. So J. Allen Cross is, um, he's on Instagram. You can find him at the Oregon Woodwitch. And he has this book coming out that I'm very excited to see. And again, like, okay, I'm a white person. I don't want to be infiltrating on and Latin magic. But if you're out there and, you know, you are like American Latin where you like grew up in the States and so you have like that one foot in, one foot out sort of thing, this is the book for you. Awesome. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Uh, so then the websites, we mentioned the hoodwitch.com, um, the travelingwitch.com, which, um, yeah, I even found some. They, that seems to be a pretty comprehensive website. Yeah, I like The Traveling Witch because it's witchy, but it's also very pragmatic. And it's witchcraft, like you will get um, blog posts about how you do need to take care of your mental health and you can't put it all on just like, you know, making a spell and hoping that your uh, mental problems go away. Like you have to do the work. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, I've tried that before. Yeah. <laughs> Make me sane. Poof. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> we wish it did. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, and the Hood Witch is very, very celestial base. It's very, um, like, if you're into the Zodiac, like, this is a great site for you. And it's more of like, she's a Black Witch. And so we want to support our Black Witches because they have that Black girl magic. So. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And mm -hmm. then the Witch of... Lupine, Lupine Hollow. Yeah, this is just one I found through Pinterest. And she has quizzes if you are like, you know, kind of confused about like what kind of a witch you are. Like you can take a quiz here and find out if you're a green witch, if you're an elemental witch, if you're an urban witch or whatever. Oh, I'm going to have to take the test, although I think I already know. <laughs> <laughs> we know so what wait. you are. I, I, have, I have one question about because like they I, I keep coming across the term baby witch everywhere. Like, how do you define a baby witch? How long does the baby process like span? Okay, so I would say that a baby witch is somebody who is like just dipping their toes into this. Like, I feel like I was more of a baby witch when I was in my early 20s and I was buying 
the Llewellyn books and stuff like that. But then I kind of like fell out of it. And it's okay if you fall out of your practice. That doesn't necessarily mean you're starting all over again because it happens. <laughs> Life happens. <laughs> Life happens. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're in your 20s, you're into all this cool shit. And then all of a sudden you're just trying to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> it ups and flows. I mean, seriously, I think there are, are uh, peaks and valleys with, uh, interests and how your practice evolves, whether it's a um, kind of a witchcraft practice or a meditation practice or a yoga practice or even a tantric kind of practice. Like I think that there are times where it's just going to kind of follow the back burner. And then all of a sudden you're kind of yanked back into it when, you know, you have this kind of like either stressful period or a pivotal life moment or something. And then it's like, you kind of find your footing again. Exactly. But I think that the best advice that I heard once was um, like, when you're getting into this, don't make a giant show of it like right at the beginning and and that's something that like you know it's easy to do when you're like younger and you're on tiktok or whatever <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah i mean just like try to like go through just go through a practice for an entire year and then like after that year then it's like okay i'm out of the broom closet now <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good place to wrap up, considering I have lots of barking tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha's over this, man. She's over this. <laughs> the dogs are like, you're done now. 